When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We spent so much of the season counting down to these two games. The preliminary finals have a unique dynamic and through time they have produced some of history's most enthralling matches. It starts at the MCG where Collingwood Fortress has been established to confront the Giants. It's an experience the team out of Greater Western Sydney has lived before. We've got the season's best team against the hot hand right now for a place in the 2023 Grand Final. Collingwood and the Giants to do battle. You're on AFL Nation for Elders looking to make a move? Then think Elders Home Loans and for Tyre Power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. Jared Waitley with you. Jared Healy is with me. Hello, Jared. Agony or ecstasy, Jared. That's all you get in prelim final day. You're one step away from a chance at uh, history, chance to go to the big dance and uh, fulfil your destiny as a player and as a coach. But for the big prize, um, the, there's a big prize. And uh, it's, it's all in, as we all know. And uh, this one looms as a fantastic game, quite simply because of how you just presented it. They're the best side all year, Collingwood, against the best side of the last six weeks. Their form has been uh, irrepressible. Their numbers tell you that uh, they're in the best form of anybody. They've got all factors of the game covered, and yet they come up against this powerhouse called Collingwood with uh, 94 of the 96,000 people here, which is a force to be reckoned with in its own right. We've got a perfect day. We should see footy at its finest. I don't think I've ever seen footy played better than last week in Adelaide in the second quarter. Bar from the finish, that was the purest modern-day football I've ever seen. The connection between the Giants was at a level where they're just playing through subconscious at the moment. Their game plan is absolutely spot on, and yet we've seen Collingwood play that uh, earlier in the season. Haven't quite reached that level in recent times, but tonight might be the night. It's rather beautifully set. By your side is the man who led the Giants to their three preliminary finals. So 2017, when the whole Richmond world yep. was against them, it's the most parochial atmosphere I've ever yep. experienced. Then 2019, the hellish upset over Collingwood, which nobody thought in was possible. So Leon Cameron is with us. Yeah, thanks, Jared. And look, it's clearly quite before the storm here and I, 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 re- I remember coming out for that Richmond game in 17. <laughs> it was a little bit scary. I think it was 91,000 <laughs> Tiger supporters roaring, Jared, and uh, and about 4,000 Giants supporters. I keep every year, I used to say it was 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, <laughs> but the Tigers clearly took over that day and I think it was halfway through the third quarter. You could just see as a coach, you're sitting in the box, the game's slipping away and that's the hardest thing in prelims. You go, oh, here it goes again. Here we go again because we lost the year before in that epic game against the Bulldogs up at uh, up at Giant Stadium. And um, But then a couple of years later, we, we, we come up against Collingwood and the rain came and the gods were looking down on us because uh, we needed the rain at that time. We had four or five key players out and 
it just brought them down to the level we needed and we hang on. Uh, moments come uh, to mind with prelim finals, but that moment, the Collingwood one, was just, it was this war of attrition, this battle between uh, Mummy and Grundy in the forward pocket where you were just trying to kill the ball. They were trying to get it out. Uh, Grundy wouldn't tap it over the back, which was probably the wrong thing to do. But it was, I'm not sure how long it was. It felt like 30 minutes. You were only four points up. You were just hanging on, hanging on. It was it was incredible football in really bad conditions. Yeah, it was. And look, it's it's as you know, I mean, prelim final, It's uh, everything's at stake. And uh, we, uh, Jeremy Cameron kicked one from the boundary early in the last and put us 27 points up. Mm. Twenty, And we thought, yeah, here we go. We, you know, that's a clearly a good buffer with the weather conditions. But then they scored quickly. Yeah. And in about seven or eight minutes, that lead had eroded very quickly. And in, in fact, we had one or two um, arc reviews, which yes. one went our way and one didn't. Mm. Um and luckily, one went our way because clearly that would have put him in front of the ledger. But uh, you're right, Jared. That last seven minutes, I vividly remember I'm sitting <laughs> there, sitting there, go, we can't get it out. I think I had uh, 18 in the back 50. Yeah. I actually, I think I had three assistant coaches in there as well <laughs> and a couple of runners as well. But then what happened is that, can we do anything? Can we? I said, boys, we can't do a thing. It's yeah. just, we have just got to hold on here. We have tried everything. Mm. And luckily enough... Um, the spoil from Sam Taylor Lloyd he picked up and Siren went and we, we went into a grand final. But you mentioned before it was a bruising, battering affair. Mm. It probably caught caught us out after mm. that. You know, mm. from then on the next seven days we probably had five or six players that mm. probably shouldn't have um we needed the buy. Jared, yeah. we needed yeah. the buy before <laughs> the grand final. So uh but um anyway, great feelings and uh yeah, fantastic uh, result then. Rounding out our quartet tonight is Dwayne Russell. Hello to you, Dwayne. Gerard, great to be with you. Great to be with Gerard and uh, great to be with Leon. And it does feel like one of those pivotal moments in history tonight where, you know, regardless of what happens, it's going to be a really, really big story. And it's exciting to be in this town. You and I have been broadcasting live from Crown. I just walked down from Crown to come here with the patrons. And, yeah, the amount of Collingwood fans and the amount of people talking footy and the roar we heard last week for Carlton, it'll be epic tonight. And you just get that feeling that, if Collingwood were playing Liverpool in soccer here tonight, you'd feel like Collingwood would win. It's that yep. kind of yep. fever I reckon it's going to be tonight. So there's a bit against the Giants, even though the stats say there's a lot going for them. Yeah, it's going to be a big environment. I suspect Collingwood fans have watched Carlton fans over the past <laughs> couple of weeks and gone, oh, right, so you think you're on the MCG, do you? There'll be a bit of one-upsmanship going on, I reckon, in the terraces. Yeah, well, I think the challenge is out now for the biggest roar. Yeah. It's a roar off tonight. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had a 9.7... On the decibels last week at the end. I'm not sure whether you can go bigger than that, but uh, Collingwood have got every chance. Well, it looks like the aisle attendants are barracking for the Giants, and it looks yeah. like the record sellers are barracking for the Giants. <laughs> so there is a little bit of orange yeah. in the house, which is nice. Signal 7 could have changed it to a, uh, it's just a more orange type of red down there just to uh, <laughs> add to the crowd. But I guess you guys get used to it, or uh, well, you did get used to it, that you, you know, you're building a crowd. It's, it's a long journey, but um, you must be inspired by the fact that uh, the club is, you know, after nine or ten years there as coach, continuing to do well. Yeah, it is, Jared. And you're right. I mean, it is a, it's a 20-year build in terms of building the membership and building their supporter base. Um, to have over 30-odd, 30 35,000 members now is is goal. But it is a challenge coming to the MCG on big games mm. because you know you're up against that atmosphere that you it's just intangible. You can't, you can't put a figure on it and you can't wait it. I mean, I don't, I just get a feeling I don't, I don't, think it's going to worry them tonight I mean they they went to Adelaide about seven weeks ago 55,000 they were down by 13 points they won by 13 
Port Adelaide here a few weeks ago against St Kilda. I understand this is another level, but guys like Toby Green, I mean, he, he, he actually eats. The bigger the crowd, the better. And so I think he'll, he, some of those players will come along with him. So it'll be intriguing just to watch how it plays out. Did you read Andrew Webster's column by any chance today in The Age? No. Essentially, no. you know, essentially painting the picture that uh, the Giants could uh, finally get a base in Sydney in 50 to 100 years. I, I, I didn't think it was... Your... 50 to 100 years? Yeah. No, he, was, he was basically uh, saying that the, the, the biggest name in the code right now is uh, residing in Greater Western Sydney, but no one in Sydney knows who he is. And that may well be true. Uh, but I thought it was a... Mean-spirited in some yeah. respects. Well, yeah. You have to know footy, I think, to understand the build that the Giants have done. I mean, Leon, congratulations to you. Congratulations to Mark Williams. Congratulations to Kevin Sheedy. I mean, it it, it kind of felt it feels like a or felt like a footy club from the start. Mm. And I sort of have always felt like it's felt like more of a footy club than the Gold Coast has for some reason. And the culture that you set down and the early success of getting the finals, it's just the momentum's huge. And if you were the big dog in New South Wales for a few years, if you did win a flag and all of a sudden become the big dog with the the guy that you could put on the billboards, Toby Green, would the world change quickly? Do you think? It's a, it's an interesting one you said, Joe. I, I and I haven't read the article, but it's, that would be disappointing if he sort of, you know, I understand we're coming from a, you know, there's four strong codes mm. in New South Wales. Jared, you lived it when you were at the Swans, and and you're always competing against the rugby and league and union and soccer as well. And and, and it's an e- another layer you've got to fight when you're out in the West mm. because you're in the heart of Penrith and, um, you know, you're talking about Canterbury and all these sides around in terms of rugby. But I, I, I think... I think if to- if they went on and won a flag, yeah. whether this year or next year, and Toby Green as that person, because he's so good now, he's so rounded, player, everyone loves him now, that, that, that perception's changed over the last 12 months... I think you could make a big dent in the market. I mean, the Swans have taken a lot, you know, uh, they've been there for 30-odd years and they've now got 65,000 members. Um, it's a harder sell because of where they're situated, but I just think if if anyone or any player, any person is going to make a dent in the market up there, it's number four. I think it's the great challenge for the CEO-elect. I think Andrew Dillon has to set his sights on building grassroots football. I mean, Andrew Webster made the point about the grassroots, and uh, it's it's certainly not uh, prolific up there. If In fact, it's, it exists at all, I, I don't know. And he made some strong points about where, where it sits. Um, but that's the challenge for, for, uh, for the game and for the commission. I never hear about it from the commission, which I think is uh, a, a, a mistake and a fault from the commission. But they've, they've invested big time up there. It's a great time because you've got a fantastic team. When I say you, but the Giants have got a fantastic team that should be good for at least five years. And now's the time to try and try and build some grassroots in and around it so there's a generation of young kids coming through that can support the team. Yeah, and which has always been that challenge. Uh, and with Andrew coming in, you know, creating his new, you know, his legacy, uh, throwing more support uh, at the Giants and the Swans in footy in New South Wales is a it's a huge thing for him to tick because um, you don't want to miss the moment. If mm. you miss the moment, you, you you creep up a little. We were creeping up in nineteen, and then yep. COVID hit, yep. and all of a sudden, it's a it's a it's a quick fall for the Giants because they they haven't got that base yet, you know. But uh, you know, it was but then you can't let it drop right away. And you're exactly right. This side now 
could easily be yep. right up near the top for the next five or six years. So invest in the money with the Giants. In, keep investing with the Swans because footy in New South Wales, as you know, is so important. Yeah, it takes total commitment. It's the same as when the Swans were successful for three or four years in the 80s. Then they nearly died. But until Ross Oakley just stamped his foot down and the commission, the whole competition got behind it, it was going to die, but now it's flourished. So that's what uh, Andrew Dillon needs to, to do, just demand that we're going to have a decent crack at this, and the whole competition gets behind it. So big, big events? At well, well, there's an opportunity. For me, they're going to Texas. Oh, sorry, they're going to Las Vegas, the rugby league. There should never, ever not be a Sydney versus Collingwood in Sydney. There should never, ever be, never be a... Giants versus Collingwood, Giants versus Carlton, maybe one or two games at the SCG. Make it big, make the Giants sexy, expand their support base, take them to new markets. But it's got to be driven by this, the commission. The commission need to themselves turn up to Giants games. Don't treat them like the bastard sons that I described uh, a number of years ago. Get on board and own it, not just one that lives up there. Yeah, you're right, Jared. Exactly right, and uh, there is an absolutely magnificent opportunity yeah. starting next year, mm. early March, and uh, that'll be intriguing how the commission yep. play out. What's the draw? What's the start of it? Are the Giants and the Swans going to play round one, early March? Because you know rugby's out of town. Uh, can we cash in there? But it's that's one thing. The second thing is, what side you bring out? Collingwood, Carlton, yeah. Essendon. You need to bring up the big four to to, to invest. You know some. Uh, you know, some big sides in, in, in at the SCG or at Giant Stadium, but, but equally it's then got to have follow-up. And you talked about grassroots footy in Western Sydney. It's it's plateaued, mm. and it's plateaued for a reason. So find out what yep. that reason is and get and, and spend some money on that. I think the easy the easy out is to play the to play the uh, Battle of the Bridge early. Bring the big clubs up. I mean, the Swans and the Giants are always going to fill out whatever stadium you put up, but bring the big clubs up so it becomes it becomes. A, a big event. Collingwood's coming to Sydney. Go back to round 23 last year, or round 22, whatever it was, and then the semi-final, the prelim final. I mean, it was massive. Footy was everywhere. That's the way to get up, do it, and they've got to get creative and, and spare no expense. Yep, so that's the challenge, because the Giants are a good team, and we're about to see that again tonight. They've won their way through a couple of finals to be here. They've been on the road throughout. What's the toll of that? What sort of form are they in? We'll workshop that with Leon Cameron in the lead-up. We're going to touch base with both camps as well. And there's just been such a, a huge excitement in this town throughout the week with Collingwood and Carlton still active at this time of year. And oh, Dwayne's been counting down for weeks the possibility of a Collingwood-Carlton <laughs> grand final. Well, and it's still live for you, Dwayne. Although, what would the AFL rather? Would they like the Giants to win a flag and then all of a sudden we get that growth factor in crowds and, and a bit more of a hook into New South Wales? I'm trying to work out. I mean, for the short-term... Uh, delight of this little town that we live in, it would be great. But for the overall bigger picture, you do have to think about what would be the best, best option for the growth of the AFL. I think to have Collingwood and Carlton live mm. in the last four mm. <laughs> as the one-off spectacle the mm. next week could be, not just the game itself, but everything around it. So maybe, oh, look, indulge me. If the Giants win tonight, can I barrack for Carlton a bit tomorrow so we get one on one? You can do whatever Or the opposite you like. way around. <laughs> <laughs> but with a blank canvas, I think the choice of Collingwood-Carlton over, over Giants-Lions is pretty clear this year.
Yeah, but you and I are sort of talking from out. We got skin in the game. We we live in this town, so yes. it would be wild. It's wild enough now. I mean, it has been fantastic. It really has. Footy continues to grow every year yeah, enormously. I mean, we talk about, well, we haven't had a head of football and what's going on with the AFL Commission. Why didn't they put Lee Matthews on it? All these things that we talk about that are issues, but... The game is going great. This is an exceptional season. Let's duck into the Collingwood camp right now with assistant coach Brendan Bolton, who's lived a good few of these nights. Hello to you, Brendan. Hi, Jared. How are you, mate? I'm well. What have you learned about prelims through all your years? They're damn hard to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's on the line, isn't it? So um, psychologically, when there's momentum with you, you can't get too high. And when it's against you for those moments, you can't get too low. You've got to stay very present because they're hard to win. Bolts, Leon Cameron, how are you, mate? G'day, Leon. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Just to lead up, and it's, I'm intrigued to lead up to the game. I mean, clearly you've earned the right. You had the week off. Um, you found form again against Essendon the last time in a way, and then you beat Melbourne in that first final. Do you go into match committee this week going, look, the Giants are playing some really good footy. They've won two finals in a row. Um, uh, all the indicators are stacking up for them to to really challenge you in this game. Do you go in and play the Collingwood way, or do you go, no, we need to acknowledge what the Giants are doing, and we need to have a couple of backup plans if it starts getting away from us? Yeah, well, the first thing, Leon, over, you know, you get a fortnight, which is a little different at this time of the year. We've spread our education out and made sure we didn't, uh, you know, overload the players in the back end of the week. Um, so that's been handy, and we can also manage the bodies really well. So that's been the... The pleasing thing and in terms of uh, the Giants um, obviously you don't know you're playing them to a week out so we're going to play the Collingwood way but we've always got the what-ifs and a couple of little variables that we need to consider if uh, they're on top in phases they're doing really well. Brendan, Jared Healy, question uh, without notice obviously, Lockie Whitfield seems to me to be the danger man for anybody playing the Giants, does the Collingwood way include uh, putting an ice block on him? I think our system um, should be able to do it, um, or really hoping so, and it's more about where he's getting the ball. Yep. We think he'll, he'll rack up possession, there's no doubt about that, but it's about metres gained and score involvements. They're the real dangerous possessions, and I think you know, if that's starting to happen, it means our system's falling down a little bit defensively, and uh, then we may have to look at an individual, but let's hope not. And with Nick uh, returning, and it's a fantastic in, I mean, clearly an outstanding young player, his second year, He's returning into a prelim final. Are we more likely to see him in the midfield, forward or back? I mean, you know, he's played everywhere this year and, you know, for such a short career. Are we more likely to see him in the midfield or forward uh, tonight, Bolt? Uh, I think we'll keep a real open mind with him, Leon. Um, I think That's he'll a play... straight bat, Brendan. No, no, That's no. That's a very straight bat. No, I think he'll play a fair bit um, forward and mid, but we, what we like about him, and the reason I answer that way is... Um, we, we move him to where we need, um, you know, in the games when they need to be won. We've got him forward to centre. That's happened before. Um, if you want really good ball use out of the back half, we've moved him down there. So I think the great thing about having him in and nice and fresh is we can move him around based on the need in the game. How did you deal from a high-performance perspective with the two weeks off in three? Um, I'm a little old school in this, and I like the way Jared Wade, our head of uh, high-performance, went about it. We had a pretty heavy week. Yep. Um, you know, you miss, the, you miss that game, so yeah. you, we went and had some really strong 18 v 18, good load in, like the routine of the bodies needing to work. And I think that's one thing about AFL, the mind and the body is in routine, likes to work, so that's what, the way we put it through them. I'm a bit old school too, and I, I, I used to love riding down the barber shop and seeing uh, the, whether or not I was in the side and if I was playing in the forward pocket or the, or the half-forward flank. Now, I see 
Will Hoskin Elliott, you've named him, and I'm not saying you've named him, but someone's named him at uh, in the forward pocket. Yet he was fantastic across the half back line. His his inclusion there probably takes away the role that Dacos was playing. Yeah, well, I've got the back, so I'm happy to have him down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His intercept game was tremendous uh, yeah. in our last game. You know, we we defended thereabouts. I think I've got it right around 70 um, inside 50s, and um, he intercepted quite a few. But he, he just like Nick, they're, they're two that do move around a little bit for yeah. us, and I'd suggest he plays the, the bulk of it down back, but he'll move around a little bit. What's your greatest concern about the Giants? Oh, they're running gun through the middle. Um, you know, if they get that overlap and forward handball, they're handballing more than they were in the early part of the year. Um, and if we've, we haven't got forward pressure on them, I think they can open you up. So we just need to make sure we've got really strong defensive mindset, particularly through the corridor and particularly when they get their running game going. With Cox and Cameron, and clearly Briggs has had a, a fantastic uh, back end of the year for the Giants and really helped turn this season around. With these two um, rucking for you, Bolts, um, are we going to see one of them spend a fair bit of time forward or are you, are you sort of more traditional ruck, come off and sort of uh, rotate more forwards rather than your rucks forward? Um, we're a little bit game-based on that decision. We, we like the idea of starting with our rucks rotating predominantly in the ruck and putting real pressure on the opposition ruckman, but from time to time when we need aerial presence, you know, they, as the game goes on... Uh, they're not like me, vertically challenged. They can yes. take some uh, some big grabs as the game goes on. So, um, yeah, we sort of just adapt a bit with the way the game's being played, but probably start with them attacking in the ruck. We have to ask you, and I know that's probably a multi-answer, but uh, does Braden Maynard go to Toby? I hope so. I'd love to see that again. Good. I said I'm an old-school traditionalist. Yep. They're two fantastic You are running the back line. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, he's a super player, isn't he? Leon knows him inside out, but... Um, no, that'll be a great match-up and hopefully uh, we can see some real excitement on both layers there. How hard's it been, Bolts? I mean, clearly there's always, um, you know, a hard luck story in throughout the final series. How hard has it been managing uh, young Noble, who's had a fantastic year and then all of a sudden it's just been squeezed out, probably because of, you know, Will Hoskin Elliott going down there and being such in good form. How hard's it been managing... Uh, now, just him during the week, training, knowing that he's probably not going to get back in? Yeah, well, it's hard to say how that unfolds. Um, you know, we've still got a job to do tonight, so we can't look any further than tonight. Um, but, it, you know, he, he was hurt. There's no doubt about that. He's been a strong contributor. And you're right, some flexibility with Will. Um, just, just put the squeeze on there. But what I've loved about John is how he's turned up. He's been an ultimate professional. He's trained really, really hard. He was as good as anyone on the track this week. Um, involved and contributing in meetings. So he's a true pro and if required, but there's a job to do, um, you know, he'll still be in conversation. You had to build experience at Hawthorne through preliminary finals for better and for worse along the way. What, what's last year's experience? A, a one-point wholehearted loss to the Swans desperately at the end worth to, to you right now? Yeah, I, I think those lived experiences, I know Brisbane have spoken a little bit about that and Certainly at Hawthorne, we lost a few before we, we started to win flags. Um, it's about managing those moments and, you know, you, you can't get too far ahead in the game or looking behind you. It's about contest by contest. I know it's a, a real simple analogy, but the mind can um, drift and we just need to make sure we're very present and understand each contest. We've just got to win, win as many as we can. And, Brendan, I know we're a little ahead of time. Is Ginevan the sub? 
Yes, he will be tonight. Yep. Terrific. Thanks a lot. Good luck for tonight. Good luck, Bolt. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Brendan Bolt, an assistant coach at Collingwood, who brings so much experience to that box that all channels into tonight. So Jack Inovan holds his place as the sub. And so it was just the one change with uh, Taylor Adams coming out and Nick Dacos returning to the side. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au. Just got a text, Jared, from uh, Tony Moore, who was a great player in his own right. And he tells me that Toby Green and uh, Braden Maynard both went to De La Salle in Malvern and was just wondering if they played together at school. So they're... Mm, they're I wonder if they are... If there was an early friendship, Toby, it won't be tonight. No, there won't be tonight. <laughs> but uh, uh, in eighteen, Maynard played on green here, but yeah. uh, Maynard had uh, took the chocolates. But Toby had a really bad ankle, so I know what he's like. He'd be yeah. absolutely mm. would have logged it away and saying, whether it's Square two, up. three, five years time, look out. It's a it's a tasty matchup in all <laughs> that's going to unfold tonight. So we're going to touch base in the Giants camp shortly as well. Craig Jennings will join us. But next, Richmond has chosen the successor to Damien Hardwick, Adam Uze, uh, who's so ready for this job. He's been close to a couple. He's got the keys to Punt Road. He's been unveiled today, and he's going to join us on Friday Night Footy ahead of this first preliminary final as Collingwood and the Giants prepare to meet for a place in the grand final. This is the AFL Nation pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Finals Sale. There's $786 million in prizes with the Monopoly game at Macca's. You could win one of two Isuzu MUX SUVs, an Oppo Find X5 smartphone and more. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. End 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The future of professional outdoor maintenance is battery power. Lead the charge with Milwaukee battery-powered outdoor power equipment. Say goodbye to messy petrol mixing, exhaust fumes, constant engine maintenance, and frustrating pull starts. The Milwaukee outdoor power equipment range, including lawnmowers, chainsaws, trimmers, blowers and more. Tomorrow's USA Powerball Lotto worth over $1.1 billion. You heard right. $1.1 billion. Hurry. Draw closes at 10am tomorrow. Play now at lotteryoffice.com.au The power you demand is here with the DeWalt Outdoor Range. DeWalt is transforming the landscape with battery-powered outdoor tools and petrol lawnmowers. Purchase a selected 54-volt product or kit from the landscaping range and receive a 6-amp battery via redemption. Head in store or online at guaranteedtough.com.au to see the full range. Find the power you demand with the DeWalt Outdoor Range. Conditions apply. Offer available until end of January 24. DeWalt. Guaranteed tough. Let's go Hertz. Whether you're travelling on business or catching a big game away from home, Hertz has the right car to make any occasion extra special. Go on something zippy, go electric, or go all out in something fancy. With confidence, with ease, and with all the details taken care of. Let's go Hertz. Explore the fleet and book in your car at the location that suits you. Hertz.com.au. Car rental made extra special. Let's go. 
Say no to petrol headaches and yes to the convenience of battery power. The Milwaukee MX Fuel Equipment System is redefining industrial job sites by delivering the power of petrol with none of the associated hassles. Save time and improve your safety without petrol emissions, frustrating pull starts and engine maintenance. One battery system works across all MX Fuel Equipment. No petrol hassles, total battery convenience. MX Fuel Equipment redefined. Buy now from your nearest MX Fuel authorised agent. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. With $786 million worth of prizes, a trip to Macca's could turn into an unforgettable holiday. You could win a $10,000 Webjet e-gift card or up to 10 nights on a Pacific Islands P&O cruise. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. End 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big footy final sale. First preliminary final night at the MCG, Collingwood and the Giants. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Leon Cameron, Jared Healy with you. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. Away from these two games, the major announcement today, Richmond has chosen its coach, it's Adam Uze, and it's our great pleasure to welcome Adam to AFL Nation in the guise of a senior coach now. Adam, congratulations and welcome. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, amazing day, and um, yeah, I can't wait to get started. How long does it take for the idea to settle that you are now a senior coach? <laughs> well, it's not sure it has sunk in just yet. It's um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotion. Um, obviously, losing against Carlton last week and. Um, processing that over the weekend and then obviously getting my head into a presentation and um, and then obviously coming out and being told that I was the senior senior coach of the Richmond Footy Club. But, um, yeah, as I said, it's been a roller coaster of emotion, but, um, yeah, one I'm really looking forward to. For the journey that you've been on, the culmination of how much? When when could you pinpoint when you decided that that coaching would be for you and that this would be the the aspiration? Yeah, I mentioned it in my press conference. I, I started as a development coach and I, I felt like um, that was my path. And then um, Clarko fell ill um, and I had the opportunity for six weeks to sit in uh, Brendan Bolton's chair and, and look after the forward line. And uh, for some reason, I, when I sat upstairs, it, it triggered a nerve and, and triggered something in me that just felt like this is where I was meant to be. So um, from then on, it was just my, my goals changed. So um, from then on, it just felt like um, coaching is something that's a real passion of mine and um, I've just tried to grow my coaching ever since then. Congratulations, Adam. It's uh, Jared Healy. I've uh, followed your career closely and uh, really thrilled that you've been given the opportunity. What, do you, what, what, what will you bring to the table by way of match plan? And I know there's a lot more to it than just uh, game style, but uh, from the way the Tigers play at the moment, what will we likely to see that's, that's different? Yeah, well, to be fair, um, I feel like a, the all the four, the best four teams right now in the competition are, are really strong at four and a half footy. So um, I've got a real clear plan and focus on how that should look, and and I feel that that's where Richmond since 2018 have sort of fell away a little bit. Um, yeah. So um, I've got a real clear understanding on on how we can address that, um, and I think it gives us our best opportunity to be one hard to play against, but two uh, really potent on offense. So. Um, yeah, that, that's my plan and that's my goal and hopefully we can get some clarity around that when the boys get into training and we can um, get started. So, yeah, I can't wait. Booze, Leon Cameron, congratulations, mate. Fantastic result. Thanks, Leon. Yeah, um, just just for the listeners, for the, I mean, probably more the Richmond supporters, 
What actually happens now, you know, like you've just you've just talked about your emotions. You've been beaten uh, in a final against um, Carlton last week, and then you had to snap into uh, a very very crucial crucial interview process right at the back end uh, sometime this week, and then you're announced as the coach today as the Richmond Footy Club, and it's not just a normal club, it's a Richmond Footy Club, it's massive. When do you actually start? When do you finish at Melbourne and when do you start? And uh, <laughs> yeah. what's your first couple of things that you plan to do over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, well, um, officially I don't start um, for three or four weeks, but um, early next week, my, my number one thing is obviously meeting the staff. So um, getting our coaching staff together, um, just obviously meeting with them individually and, and, and as a group and um, giving them some focuses on their breaks. So they've obviously got holidays that they're going to and just want to make sure that I can touch base before they go away and um, give them some ideas on some um, PD opportunities that they can do and uh, things that they can look at in the game so that when we get when we get there the week before, we have, we'll have a planning week before the start of the season. Um, I want them to come with some clear ideas and um, we can nut out what our game plan will look like uh, moving forward. So, uh, yeah, so basically we'll just be a um, informal discussion early next week. Um, they'll everyone will then go on their holidays and their break, and I'm going to need a bit of <laughs> I'm going to need a little bit of a break. So um, I'll get away and spend a little bit of time with family and um, just unwind for a little bit because the last couple of years they've been pretty full on. Obviously um, playing or coaching in a in a team that's finished top four and had two final series, and at the same time I've had um, coaching processes that I've been going through. So yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of time after next week and. Um, recharge the batteries and and then go full steam ahead in the Richmond Footy Club, which I can't wait. Adam, I know you were trying to win a flag with Melbourne, but when you saw the photo of uh, Dusty and Damien Hardwick having a beer together, uh, did, what did you think then? And then what did you think when uh, it came out that he was not going anywhere, he was staying at the Tigers? Uh, I had a big grin on when I saw that. So, um, yeah, he's an amazing, he's an amazing player and an amazing person, but but that's Dusty. Like he's got a great connection with and yep. with Zimmer, and that's fair enough. And um, sitting there having a beer on his holidays, what he should do, I'd be, um, I'd be thinking I'd, that would be the same thing if I coached him for ten years and yep. and I was on a holiday in Queensland. He's and he's staying around the corner. I'd hope that he'd want to catch up. So, um, yeah. But the news about him wanting to stay and um, really committing to the footy club is uh, music to my ears. So I can't wait to. One, get to know him, and then two, coach him. Um, really excited by it, and I, I really feel he's got a lot of good footy in front of him. So, yeah, can't wait. What is the job in your mind, Adam? So, and the predictions of these things in recent years have been so far off. Collingwood, we're going to spend time in the bottom four. The Giants, we're going to spend time in the bottom four, and here they are in front of a preliminary final. Is this a list that has tipped over, or has this still got the raw materials that you can make something of quickly? Yeah, I had a real, um, real clear chat with Blair Hartley and um, Tim Livingston around the list, and um, they've got they've set a plan. Um, they've started that process, um, and it's an evolving list. So um, I feel like we're in a position that um, we can, we'll be able to compete with the best teams and be really competitive if we've got everyone available. And that's, and I've noticed that even at the Melbourne Footy Club, when we had everyone available, we were really tough to beat. But if you have injuries at the wrong time of the year, um, it can the, the competitions that even so I think GWS tonight are going in with zero injuries on their list and um, yeah, it's no no secret that that's why they're playing some good footy because they've got everyone available so um, yeah my job will obviously make sure that we've got players available and then when, when we do we're competitive so 
Um, as I said today, I won't put a ceiling on where I think we can finish, but we'll need a little bit of luck to make sure we've got everyone available um, so that can, we, we can have a real good crack at it. Do you need an influx of, of young talent? Well, we're going to, we'll are gonna we have that no matter what. We've, we've got some older players that are finished up and there's going to be some gaps on the, on the whiteboard that there's spaces that need to be filled. So there will be play, young players that um, have had a little bit of exposure that they'll get more exposure, which is great. Um, and then obviously some new talent into the footy club over the next couple of years is going to be really important as well. But um, the young talent that we've got on our list right now are going to get some opportunities that they haven't had in the past. And um, I think by, with that opportunity, hopefully we can see some, some growth. So I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to that more than what's going to come through the doors in the next couple of years. Well, seeing as you're in between uh, coaching stints, tell us how tonight's going to unfold and who's going to win. Yeah, good question. I'm bringing my young fella. I, I love preliminary final weekend. So um, yep. I used to, when I, obviously, when I played, if we missed out, I'd always go and watch it. I just feel like the atmosphere is amazing. So um, we're going to go along to the game tonight. I I think Collingwood's got an advantage by having the week off. I, I don't um, agree with the notion around the the week off is a, a disadvantage. If you mm. if you prepare the right way, um, the fact that you haven't hit bodies for for two weeks. Um, I think that they'll be on top, running on top of the ground tonight. So they've been the best team all year, and I think they'll show that tonight. From the outside, Adam, is, you look so ready to be a senior coach. I was just curious. You went through processes and, and ran seconds. Adelaide, GWS, and Essendon felt a little bit different. Did that, did that cause you frustration? Did it leave you at all anxious as to how many times you can run second? Or did it refine you at each step? to be able to nail things down that, that you were better each time you presented? Yeah, well, the main thing through all those processes is, um, was the feedback that I got. So if I had any parts of my coaching or my presentation that I had some gaps, I'd look to improve that. But the feedback I got during all of those processes is really positive. So my, my, my head started to just go around um, and started thinking around, I've just got to be patient and eventually I'll, I'll hopefully get an opportunity. I didn't want to change too much. I feel, I felt like my main strength is the way that I coach my players and the clarity that I can um, provide them. So I didn't want to change that. Um, I didn't want to go and try and tick boxes that I, I didn't feel I needed to um, just for the sake of it. So um, it was a process-driven um, scenario for me. Um, go back to the drawing board, be a really good coach, um, provide Goody with the right information each go, each day and, and really test myself um, at the Melbourne Footy Club. So um, I was just wrapped at Richmond. Finally gave me the opportunity and, um, yeah, after a couple kicks in the guts, um, it obviously feels a little bit sweeter. You talked about having a spell lose and you're going to go away for a couple of weeks. When you come back and, you know, working closely with Blair Hartley, will you be uh, heavily involved in that trade period sort of? Clearly the draft is a, a few weeks after that, but heavily involved in having some input into that trade period? Uh, well, not this year. I, I haven't had any, uh, obviously, um, any involvement up until now. So I'm just going to be full trust in, in the list management um, at the footy club. And Blair's obviously a terrific operator. So um, I'll have a little bit of a, a say over the next few weeks. But um, they're in those roles because they're experts in those roles. I don't want to walk in and pretend I know how to um, select young talent. Um, that's their job and I, I trust them with it. So... Um, Hopefully during during my tenure, I'll, I'll grow in that area. But um, right now, I've got to just put full faith in our list management crew and um, let them do their job. And 
we'll, I'll just try to coach the players to come through the door. Adam, as we finish, how? what's your perception of how big the Richmond job is? You're the coach of Richmond. <laughs> well, my my old man was a, always a Richmond fan, and so was my older brother. And, and they've been telling me that for years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, they are a massive club, but in saying that, they're such a stable club. So Brennan Gale and the board and um, the foundations that they've created for the footy club are, are just amazing. So for a young coach, it can be daunting for a to walk into a big footy club like that but when you've got the ability to just grab your coaching staff and your players and and just go and play the game rather than worrying about is the club viable or are they stable um is a terrific position to be in as as a coach so i'm just going to embrace coaching one of the biggest footy clubs in the in the land and um yeah just enjoy the ride so hopefully our fans can as well we'll enjoy following that ride with you adam congratulations and thanks for joining us tonight no worries, guys. Anytime. Adam know. Uze is the Richmond coach. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Subway tiles from twenty nine ninety five at Beaumont Tiles. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Final Sale. It's $786 million in prizes to bring home with the Monopoly game at Macca's. You could win a $10,000 Amart furniture gift card, a TCL mini LED TV and soundbar, and more. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. End 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. At Bunnings Trade, we're committed to delivering the lowest prices all year round. It's what we do. We work hard to bring you the lowest prices on our huge range of trade quality products and brands like Makita, DeWalt, AEG, Pazload, and more. And if you do find a competitor's lower price on the same stocked item, we won't just match it, we'll beat it by 10%. Conditions apply. See website for details. Talk to our trade specialists in-store or call Trade Assist on 134872 for sourcing products, stock availability, fast quotes and delivery. Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. Makita back. I want my Makita back. With $786 million worth of prizes, who knows where a meal at Macca's could take you? You could win a limited edition Mirth Batman electric scooter or fuel for a year from Ampol. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. Ends 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big footy final sale. Collingwood and the Giants to meet at the MCG for a place in the 2023 Grand Final. AFL Nation for Elders looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans and for Tyre Power, your big finals favourites for Tyre Safety. We'll be inside the Giants camp in a few moments' time. Um, big day in the Adam, in the life of Adam Uze, Leon, when you, you oh. get told you're a senior coach. Oh, look, and it's not just any senior coach. It's Richmond Footy Club. He's following Damien Hardwick. Um, the crowd, you know, the membership of 100,000. Look, it's a fantastic effort. And you asked the question, Jared, about the previous interviews you went through. I think that holds you in really good stead. I went through a couple of interviews. And, look, you, you can get a little bit downtrodden because you think, oh, I'm never going to coach, I'm never going to coach. But I did a 10-year apprentice. Uh, I think Kingsley's done a 13-year apprenticeship. Um, I think Ooze has done a, probably about a 7- or 8-year apprenticeship. It just holds you in good stead to keep on batting up, and I'm really wrapped for him. The other one who's done the big apprenticeship, is Michael Voss yes. after he made the mistake of uh, going in early. And yeah. I think those days are dead. Yeah, you're exactly right, Jared. I think some clubs, as you know, you know, 
15, 20 years ago, the yep. favourite son that uh, yep. has finished footy, sat out for a year, been in the media. Can he come back in and coach are gone? Mm. Um, and uh, we're seeing it firsthand, you know, uh, you know, I just reeled off some, some coaches that have just done really good quality time in the game. And they might have spent one or two uh, stints at different clubs, learning their craft, whether they're a backline, midfield, forward line coach, whatever it may be. It just holds you in good stead for big moments or big mm. decisions. And you know as well as I do, you make poor decisions in season and out, out of season. And it can set your club back five, seven, ten years. A great challenge for the Uzo family. And we know blood's thicker than water, but uh, if the Tigers are losing, Adam's dad's not going to be talking to him. <laughs> well, Adam's dad would know the history. It was interesting to hear Adam say it's great to be coaching a really stable club. Yeah. And that's the new Richmond, isn't it? it that is, that yeah. is Richmond that's that he knows. Richmond. Haven't they become a really stable club and yeah. a fantastic club? But that hasn't always been the case. It's nice to be able to say it now. Uh, Peggy and Brendan have done it, and, and oh, yeah. others, obviously. They've done an amazing job. Is it a good time to get the job? Oh, it's a difficult time, I think. I think while Tom Lynch is still there and he's coming back, then I think there is no limit on the upside uh, because I thought they showed some really good signs this year. At one stage, I thought they were probably going to push back for the eight, but uh, they fell away and they've got some holes. But you've got Tom Lynch, uh, you've got Bolter at the other end, you've got, uh, you've got a fairly serious midfield still. Uh, they've got some young kids and they've got some holes on the periphery. They may have some, some game-style issues that he's going to change. So... I think that they need to keep Soldo. Um, but if he can do that, then if they, if they nail the draft, that always helps. When you've got good young talent coming in, it helps transitions for sure. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, look, I, it's a funny one looking at it because they played some really good footy mid-year. They did. Um, and they, they actually have some key positions that other clubs would love. Mm. Like their, their rucks with Soldo, yeah. Curvis is a really good combination. Mm. Bolter's a young key defender who's really really good defender and you talked about Lynch I know he's at the back end of his career but Bol Bolton I mean he's a star mm. Bolton's a star you've got Taranto you've got Hopper they've still got seven or probably six or seven good years left in them so they've got some posts that are filled but they probably have to you know the next 12 to 24 months have to draft really well to fill a couple of those posts and then maybe get some um, plays from uh, trade Let's dive into the Giants camp here. We're with the beautiful mind of Craig Jennings. Craig, it's lovely to have you on AFL Nation. Nice to chat. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you for the invitation and good to be back in Melbourne, Jared. Is there something special about this team, this campaign that's revealed itself to you? Yeah, it's certainly a, diff a bit different to any other team I've been involved in. So the last prelim for me was Melbourne uh, 2018 and we're pretty solid most that year. But this year we've just been getting that 1% or 2% better each week. So... Uh, it's one of those years you just don't want it to end. It's been a great, great ride. What's the key for tonight uh, in your mind? Uh, g'day, Jared Healy. Um, Hello and welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just been a while. It has, Greg, it has yeah. indeed. We don't get much radio up in Sydney in the footy stuff. Uh, we're well, always on the app. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so one and lost in the midfield is what I usually say. But, yeah. um, you know, I watch David King shows and, and Hoyne and those boys yeah. and they talk about it being a mirror image. So... A lot of tonight will be a bit like a training drill in a sense that both teams know exactly yeah. how each other plays. So it's the same game style, but the traits of the players will make it look a little bit different. But both teams are really good at moving the ball from the back half, although it's a little bit harder to do that in finals. We've stepped up our stoppage game. Uh, Benny Hart's doing a good job in there. And I think one thing to look for when you're looking at our stoppage game, they're not really forward 50 stoppage goals necessarily there. 
from the back half a little bit where yep. we get really good transition, really good ball movement off the back of it. Um, and our defence has been solid all year. And I heard Leon's voice just before I came on, and he'll know how solid that back six is. So they're pretty good boys down there. Yeah, Geno, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, Leon. Congratulations on such a great year thus far, mate. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for um, getting me up to the footy club. It's been <laughs> one of the great experiences I've had both seasons. Um, with with Nick Dacos, I mean, clearly you sit in match committee. You've, you've beaten Port Adelaide. Fantastic result. Um, you get a six-day break. You know Dacos is coming back. Yeah. Um, how much time do you spend on him this week? Or do you just go, no, nah, no, nah, look, our system's improving a percent or two percent every week we play. Yeah. We're going to continue going down this path rather than worry about one individual. Yeah, so one of the things I've learned about this system is that if you start tagging players, it can pull things apart when you're, where you're trying to get an advantage on the perimeter or in different parts of the ground. But certainly in planning this week, we've, had a, we've got a plan for him, whether he's forward, whether he's midfield or whether he's back, and we're not sure where he's going to play. But we will trust the system, but within that, there's going to be a player responsibility no matter what line that he starts on. So, yeah, he's definitely a focus, as is, um, you know, I, the player that just popped into my head was Bontempelli. Like, wherever you go, every team's got that one Dacos-like player, although he might be the most special of them all uh, from what I'm seeing this year. But, um, yeah, there's a plan in place, but you have to do it in a way where you don't upset your system. And we've been a really powerful scoring team. We've been really solid defensively. And that's really about um, our system versus the opposition. So hopefully it doesn't get too distracting. Yeah. And, and look, for the listeners, mate, tell us about Kieran Briggs. I mean, his, his last 12 to 14 games have been absolutely outstanding. And now when we get to the pointy part of the year, people probably wouldn't have even known about Kieran Briggs leading into this season other than a few sort of fleeting moments in his first four years. Tell us about what he's done to the midfield group and how has he stacked up this week with that shoulder injury? Yeah, so the shoulder injury hasn't been spoken about in terms of match committee. He was all clear, so he's ready to go. Uh, just normal fitness like any other week. Uh, I mean, if anyone's well-placed to talk about his growth, it's you, Leon, in terms of uh, tonight and this team. He just gives us a great look around the stoppage because he's so bullocking. Um, you know, he lacks a little bit in terms of around the ground. He's not as... Uh, mobile as some of the other boys but he does a lot of damage and what I like from an offensive point of view um, around that stoppage stuff is that he drives the ball like he can off one foot he can put it 50 metres in your direction and then the forwards can get a context uh, contest from there so um, and I imagine uh, the guys that get in and under um, Green and Canilio and that uh, they will just love working with him Geno we always used to finish our strategy segments with if it's Level with five minutes no. to play. Who's your guy and who's their guy that you have to go and sit on? Well, Dacos is, is the one. Like, um, they'll put the footy in his hands one way or another. And I'll let Collingwood... Uh, who have you got on for, for Collingwood tonight? Too late. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, so they can tell you what they're doing with us. But we've got some damage off that back line. So if they go to Wit, we've got uh, Lockie Ash. If it's Bedford, we've got uh, Bedford and... Um, We've got Kelly and Finn Callahan, so all through the lines we've got dangerous players. But um, what I do want to see is if it's late in the game and it's tight, I don't want to be playing in the straight line, Jared. Yes. You know that. We want to be taking it off the line like Carlton did last week. They gave a really good example of how to um, win a close game. They did, when, they did. You know, it's great to catch up. Good luck tonight. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service.
You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Final Sale. There's $786 million in prizes with the Monopoly game at Macca's. You could win one of two Isuzu MUX SUVs. You could win a $10,000 Webjet e-gift card or up to 10 nights on a Pacific Islands P&O cruise. Download the MyMacca's app and play today. End 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big footy final sale. The teams are in Collingwood and the Giants in the first preliminary final. They are unchanged. The sub for the Pies is Jack Ginevan and Xavier O'Halloran is the sub for the Giants. AFL Nation is for Elders looking to make a move. Then think Elders Home Loans and for Tire Power, your big finals favourites for tyre safety. Uh, on the trade front today, um, a couple of well, hands have been tipped progressively as the week's gone on. Ben Mackay has chosen Essendon. Is this, is this good shopping? It's one of those decisions, Jared, or one of those answers in hindsight. But on the face value, um, if I could use a stock market term, he's fully priced. And he'd want to perform for that sort of cash and that sort of commitment. Now, he's had a history of, of not getting to the line often enough. Um, he's had a history of, of, you know, average form. 2021 was really good. 2022, injured. This year, when he was challenged to play a new system under Clarko, play front shot, play aggressively, didn't didn't deal with it. Um, but back shoulder, he's good. He takes, you know, a reasonable amount of intercept marks. He's a good kick. But he's back with a coach he knows and he likes, obviously, and the coach, I think, and him will, will make this work. What's your view, Leon, having coached against him and seen a good deal of him? Yeah, look, I agree what Jared just said. Look, he's far better back shoulder. I think uh, standing 5, 10, 15 metres in front of his man really probably yeah. confuses him. And um, thinking his way through his footy, um, whereas if you keep it simple, and, and maybe that's the reason why he's decided Essendon because Brad can poke and prod and, and get the best out of him. Mm. Um, and clearly Essendon needs someone because they, they lose Zerk Thatcher and they've, they're on the hunt. They've got money and they've got money in their salary cap to go and be aggressive this year because they want to jump up the ladder. And, and two-thirds apart through the year, Essendon were heading in the right direction and then they just dropped away. So they had to be aggressive. But for mine, uh, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And mm. uh, hopefully for the Bombers' sake, they can make it work. Yeah, it's big for North it's to be able to yeah, well, shop him to get your pick three. You well, you've got your pick three. I mean, they've got, they've got a short-term issue, well, a medium-term issue, because they've got no one in defence. Griffin Lowe's got an ACL. Um, Aiden Core. Aiden Core yep. is their man. I mean, that's it. I mean, Luke yep. McDonald's going to have to play tall unless they go out and find someone. They were, they were into Lewis Malican, but he's now signed with the Swans for, for 12 months. There's one or two others out there, but it's, uh, it's a big hole for Clarko to fill. Yeah, and look, uh, we've seen Clarko landing in Perth on the weekend. Uh, he'd be over there looking at the young fella, Curtin, who's a key young defender yep. in WA. And there's no doubt, no doubt that uh, they will be looking to use that, that pick from the Mackay deal to try to pick up that young fella. But as you know, throwing a, an 18-year-old boy into play key position straight away with not a settled defence is going to be pretty hard. It's a lot easier if, you, if you're a side that's got five or six jets around you. Todd Goldstein is... Has he waited too long? Oh, he has. I mean, he, he would know that himself. The opportunity to go to Geelong a couple of times was uh, there. And 
he he, did, he elected not to go. So, I mean, good luck to him. He goes to Essendon and he gets another couple of years. Um, whether or not he can play finals is is probably, you know, that's in the uh, lap of the gods and uh, and Chris Scott and, and just how well they go. As, as Leon said, if they get a if they get another favourable draw and they can just hold their form a little bit, they were heading to finals up until the last month and uh, they fell fell over. But I mean, he's, he he would be not just chasing finals. He he would have been chasing premierships, and uh, it's it's an interesting call. Yeah, it is. It, it is. And look, I mean, only um, Todd knows the call himself. And so, going to the Bombers for two, it looks like, you know, and we don't know how bad the Draper injury is mm. at the moment. You know, has he got osteitis pubis? Is his hips playing up? So we don't know the ins and outs. Um, I love it when Draper is their sole ruck. Oh yeah. Um, but equally, when he does go forward, he does provide a headache for the opposition. So maybe there might be this sort of handover period. Can Goldstein give us 10 or 12 games to preserve Draper for a little bit? Um, I don't know their other rucks. It's young Brian as well. So they might only have three rucks on the list. Um, but, um, yeah, he's been a he's been a long servant in the game at the Kangaroos, and now he goes to the, the arch rivals, um, you know, over the Bombers. Did you see Brody Grundy in the corridors at all this week, Leon? No, no, I didn't. Um just tucked in the little academy office uh, that Jared's uh, seen how magnificent yep. that uh, fit out is up at the Swans. So, um, no, I haven't. But clearly, uh, the Swans are heavily into him, and uh, they'll they'll want to make that work. And they're, they're they're screaming out for a ruck because of Hickey's uh, hung up his boots and uh, been a really good servant for the footy club for for three or four years. And and the uncertainty on Laddams because of his injuries and things like that. But they also like Laddams playing forward as well. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting deal. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, there's, there's going to be talk of, uh, you know, you went from Collingwood to Melbourne. Melbourne, if he gets to the Swans, what's the money side of it? What pick do you give up? It's it's going to be intriguing in trade week on that one. I'll be intrigued just how well he plays for Sydney. I mean, he's had he's had two years out of the game essentially without uh, a, a decent run at it. He was playing some good footy for Melbourne when he was a sole ruckman when Max went down early in the piece. Uh, you know, does he fit in? Will he comply with the Swans' game plan? Um, it's it's a challenge for him now because he's he's got he, he now needs to you know finish his career with a couple of two, three, four, five years, in fact, uh, with the Swans and and just nail you know and finish off uh, what's been a you know terrific career to date. But it's had this hole in it, and and hopefully he'll be as hungry as any of anyone. Yeah, and look, some rays, you know, some ruckman just. Love to be the sole ruckman, play 90%, and clearly that's for him. Yeah. So he goes up there going, if I can be that, you know, if the deal gets done, I can be that 90% ruckman. I'll only need a little chop out three or four minutes each quarter, but I'm the man. I'm going to play in the ruck, take all centre bounces, ball ups, boundary throw-ins. I've got a big motor. I can do A, B and C, which we've seen 16, 17, 18, yeah. 19 at Collingwood. So... No doubt that's the interest for both parties. And uh, if he does get back to that form, it's going to make the Swans um, a really powerful side next year. How, how bold, how imaginative might Melbourne be, do you think, Jared? Could, could, they, could they shock us by, by trying to do something up front or will they stick with what they've got? I, I wouldn't if I was at Melbourne. I think it's time for them just to take a deep breath and just... Let all the disappointment and all the potential anger, whatever the emotions are, they're not, they're not pretty emotions at Melbourne at the present time. They had a difficult year with injuries. They had Max missing for a period of time. They had uh, uh, Clayton Oliver missing for a lot of the game. Uh, they also had this, this, you know, they had this almost season-long experimentation with their forward line. 
They probably finally nailed it. Unfortunately, they lost Melksham and they lost Petty. But they've got Van Ryan coming through. They've got another young kid whose name has escaped me, uh, who's going to be a... Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, Matthew Jefferson. Matthew is a, Jefferson's coming through. He's fairly tall. He's a key forward. Yeah. They just didn't want to give him a game later this year. Petty's coming through. They, they go out and get another assistant coach, and that may just swing things a little bit. But, I mean, ultimately, their numbers and the style, they should be playing here tonight, except they, they couldn't nail their, you know, the opportunities they were given in front of goal. I think they butchered the... the you know, the, the interchange with... Um, sub. Sorry, the sub, yeah, with Shacky. So they're going to have to go through all of that. But I don't think it's a radical change required at Melbourne. They just need to, you know, go out and recruit well. Um, but they've got what it takes on their list at the present time, in my view. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, look, we, it's such a fine line. We, you said, Dwayne, at the start, uh, there's going to be a story tonight, the winner and the loser. Mm. And whichever way you look at it, it's massive. Um, finals are. I mean, Melbourne, let's be honest, probably should have knocked off Collingwood three weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and should be here. And then, uh, other than the, uh, the, the the Oliver sh- touch on the line, yep. they would have beaten Carlton. And so we, we are talking absolute fine um, chances that they missed out on. And I agree with you, Jared. Petty is such an underrated player. I, I really like him. Mm. I love her. And having Oliver out for 12 weeks, yep. the best player, he's equal to to, to um, Petrarca really hurt their chances. I think the young fella from Adelaide's chosen them. Uh, the young forward who wants to move. From, yeah, so yeah. I, I, there's something about him. I think that, you know, remember when Stenger went to Geelong? I just think McAdams got some X factor. They need that at, in the forward line. He's an accurate line. kick. He can take a contested mark, actually, yeah. too, which yeah. is they probably need if they're going to, if they're kicks from the midfield, who Daniel Hoyne tell us aren't that good, no. um, they're in the bottom part of the kicking ladder. Yeah, well, they're three best players uh, below competition average going yeah. inside 50. And we're talking quality. Yeah. Oliver, Petrarca, Viney. I mean, that and has Gorn, to improve. Gorn's the worst mm. in the comp. So yeah. maybe he's got to handball more. But but if they get a contested mark, it changes them a little bit uh, as well. The other one that was injured was Fritz. Mm. Um, Alfredo. <laughs> Speaking of Adelaide, Jared? Yeah. Yep. Fritz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a joke there, Dwayne. I still haven't got it. No, no, his name's Fritch. But oh, you Fritch, call him Fritz. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Fritch, now you're with, now yeah. I'm with you. The joke's on me. Uh, that's okay. But, yeah, I think that whole... I mean, he's a terrific player, but he didn't have a great final series. As against uh, 2021, where he's unbelievable. But he's a guy that's still growing. He's going uh, to make better decisions, ball in hand. I think that whole forward line needs to just give first target again and uh, just play team again. Crowd is on the build. The two teams are out on the ground going through their warm-ups at the moment. Collingwood and the Giants. We're 40 minutes away from the start of the first preliminary final. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. We'll continue the countdown with Jared Healy and Leon Cameron coming up. Our major partner is the TAC. Don't use your phone illegally while driving TAC. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Subway tiles from $29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Final Sale. 
you've showed up and made a stand for your team. But who'll back you when you need it? Come on! If you've been injured in a motor vehicle incident that wasn't your fault, don't let it keep you sidelined. Our Shine Lawyers TAC experts are here to help you access the compensation you deserve. Start your free online TAC claim check today. Search Shine Lawyers to right wrong. Okay, enough talk. Let's get back to the game. With $786 million worth of prizes, who knows where a meal at Macca's could take you? You could win a limited edition Mirth Batman electric scooter or fuel for a year from Ampol. Download the My Macca's app and play today. Ends 24th October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tire Power. Big Footy Final Sale. Collingwood and the Giants in tonight's preliminary final. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. If footy is your game, listen up. Telstra and the AFL are teaming up to support local footy clubs across the country. Introducing Telstra Footy Country Grants, where for the next year, junior and senior AFL clubs nationally can apply for grants to support their footy club from a total funding pool of $2 million in 2024. Whether your club needs a new line marking machine, new netting behind the goals or resources for your volunteers, these grants could help give your club a boost. This is a code-first collaboration to directly bolster the sport we all love. Just visit telstra.com slash footygrants to find out more. Some positive signs out there, Jared. I always love looking at the the warm-up. Jeremy Howe has just unloaded with a couple of torps. Oh, nice. McCreary went with a torp. Didn't have a lot of inside out, but it had enough inside to, to go through the stick. So a couple of positives there for the pies. Very good. <laughs> you start nailing torps early. You're in business. <laughs> Leon Cameron, are you, are you a mid-season trade period guy? Look, I th- probably not at the start, being an interstate club, trying to get players settled. Um, when you're an interstate club and then also losing players uh, because it's a little bit harder. You normally bring people in from Victoria or South Australia or WA. Um, But as the years went on um, and you sort of get more experience as a senior coach and you see so many different injuries and you start to to start to compete up at the top end, you find yourself in match committee going, imagine if there was a mid-year draft or sorry, mid-year trade period. We could do this. We've got three halfback flankers, but I'm sure to, uh, I've got no one in the ruck. Yep. We pulled out. Mummy came out of retirement 19 times. Yep. <laughs> um, in fact, he's probably playing tonight. <laughs> so um, it's one of those things that has definitely grown on me, and I think we're probably ready to really look at it at the, as an AFL. Has the competition got a problem with their tools? Because everybody's now growing. The six foot three, as it used to be Ruckman in the 70s, they're now midfielders. And you're looking at 200 pluses to play in key defensive positions. And yet we've got, a, we've got a crisis on our hands for key defenders and essentially we've got a crisis on our hands for Ruckman who can compete at the top level. Yeah, it's interesting because trying to look for alternative talent uh, from basketball, rugby, yep. 
um, athletics up in Sydney, as an example, through the academy, you're looking for different um, backgrounds of sports people. They're hard to actually drag out of the sport. Yeah. Because of uh, a lot of them, it's cash, and yeah. they can actually make this year. Rugby can make a decision a year earlier than the AFL. Mm. A 17-year-old boy can be signed for three or four-year deal. Yeah. Um, but also, concussions playing a big part. I think you know if you're an athlete, if you're basketball, very rarely yeah. are you going to be taken out with concussed mm. that many times in terms of AFL. Um, rugby different, absolutely different kettle of fish. But um, and you need to talk about cricket. I mean, the amount of money young yeah. cricketers can yeah. make, not just you know playing for Australia, but all the one days and all the 2020 yep. games and all over the world, they make, you know, some really good coin. They can make a living out of it without putting their body on the line as such. Do we need to expand the bench next year because of concussion? I mean, we, we toyed with a concussion sub. We butchered that. Now we need a concussion sub. Yeah, we desperately need it. And, um, look, it's, it's it, it was, again, at the back end of my coaching career, I, I always thought, geez, we need the fifth person always yep. for concussion. If this, if we're really serious about it, the fifth person that sits here can come straight on, um, even to a point when he had a 20-minute test. Yep. And I said, now bring him on, play him 20 minutes, take him off if he's passed it, yep. then you just go back to being the sub. Yep. I, 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 I'm a big fan of that. Has to happen, Jared. I think. Yep. It's so logical yep. when it's explained yep. like that. And it's so rigidly set up as you have to declare your hand yep. when it becomes a scat test. Yep. So that's the trigger. On you go, we'll see you in 20 minutes minutes time once it, it's it, it's just so logical now that it's hard to imagine it wouldn't be in place by next haven't year haven't heard anything about it but it needs to be done i mean yeah. laura kane's just got to grab this and run with it yeah because mm. it's a really easy one you've got yeah. you've got to take as much of the tension out of that process yeah. as you can yeah. and that's the most obvious way to do it hey you're not you're not under any disadvantage at all we need you to run that test for the welfare of the player and for the long term of the competition yeah. and here's the player that you can replace him with I just think that's mm. a pen stroke in yeah. the off-season. So do we just make a five-minute change, or is there still a sub, do you think? No, I think there'd still be a sub. Um, the sub can just come on straight away when a test is called. And then when the player gets past fit, that sub has to come out back off, yep. or you yep. let it take another player out of the game? Well, you can do that when yep. you are settled to do that, but yep. the first thing, that, it, that reverses mm. as the starting point. The real interesting one is um, halfway through the third quarter, you, you make your sub change. And someone comes off halfway through the third to try to influence the game. But then a person gets concussed. Can that person come back on? Yes. They, if, if the they concussion? Have, yes. If but you're really serious? If absolutely. you're really serious around what concussion mm. looks like, mm. you just do everything within your powers yep. to have that player replaceable for the 20 minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, how many Thursday nights next year, Jared? Uh, how many rounds? 24. Uh, 24? I'll settle for 24. Yeah, so will I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think there's any excuses anymore. No excuses. We've got two things we need to uh, stamp away. This is in an historical occasion. This is going to be the last Friday night game, hopefully, that starts at uh, 7.50. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have 24 Thursday nights. There might be a little bit of a question mark around Easter, but uh, let's solve that uh, just have just have them every week. Occasional Monday night. Oh, I'm not a huge fan of Monday. Mm. We have enough. We have a couple, don't we? We have uh, pre Anzac Day. Yeah, if, if Anzac's Easter. on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we, have a, and so. we have some Mondays. No, not a fan. I think we've got a really good uh, rhythm, and I think Monday mucks our rhythm up. Because you like to see what the ladder looks like Sunday night. Oh uh, no, I, I just think Thursday night is it works for this mm. sport for whatever reason. Thursday night works. Monday night doesn't. Is there a prime time time that Gold Coast can actually get some TV coverage and we don't have crossovers? Because the yeah, Gold Coast awesome. game is the one that often gets hidden amongst another game. Awesome. So if we're, yeah. if we're serious about growth, then we've got to stop hiding games too, which would help if you had Monday game as well. But we've got to stop 
going head-to-head two games at a time, don't we? 100% one. I mean, at worst, one. One crossover. But to have two crossovers, Saturday night and Sunday, I mean, it's a debacle. We're butchering and cannibalising our own sport, which is, is crazy. Should be able to sell the Suns with Hardwick as the coach. Yeah. Young, exciting yeah. team. Put some good opposition against them. Give them a handful of Thursday nights. You'd be able to sell that. Mm. It'd look pretty good on the Gold Coast. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. You've also got the tsunami. It's just taken the world by yep. storm. I mean, very popular team to watch. I mean, it's amazing. And the grandstands will be full, as you mentioned. You give them Collingwood. You give them Carlton. Yep. The grandstand will be full. It'll look great. Yeah. Yep. Um, have you enjoyed the week remembering Ron Brassi and all the stories that have been told well, amidst the sadness, obviously, of his passing? It's, it's been a... It's been a uh, Ron's been crook for a long time, so in some ways it's, um, it's been a, a difficult week, but in some ways it's a relief that, uh, you know, he was, he was battling there for a period of time, so that's good. I mean, he's, the, the halcyon days of Ron Brassi were fantastic. North Melbourne, I can remember coming here as a supporter. Uh, just just because North Melbourne, I loved pl- watching them play. I didn't barrack for them, but I loved watching them play. The Carlton days were unbelievable. Um, unfortunately, the super coach, Cape, was left at North Melbourne when he came to Melbourne. That was difficult. Uh, they weren't easy years. Um, but it was great, I think, when he finished his career in Sydney. And I, I think that was his greatest legacy. Um, clearly, it was all personal for him and Carlton, etc. But the, the, the absolute contribution to the game was reviving with Richard Collis that Sydney, which was going to be a failed experiment. And it's uh, you know it's, it's now got legs that are never going to ever be wobbly. Is the, one of the centerpieces of the early part of next week, I presume, is whatever announcement the AFL is going to make as to how Ron's going to be honoured around the grand final from here on. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'd rather a stand be named after him. Yes. I, I think this Coliseum needs AFL representation. And I, I think a Barassi stand, to me, is more appropriate than the Barassi Cup. It doesn't mm. sort of flow off the tongue for me, but the, mm. the Barassi grandstand, and I don't know where you put it, but uh, that's, a, to me, a more... You know, I think it's a big, big uh, acknowledgement yeah. of... I wish the MCC had taken up that conversation when they named the Shane Warne stand, when Ron was still with us. Yep. Is, he is so much of yep. what the MCC has been from the passing of his father, so yep. his whole life. Yep. And this is just the members' stand. Yes. Has it mean, made I, so much sense to me that this should be the Ron yeah, Brassy it, stand? It, it didn't. Look, it's, I mean, I've sort of promoted that idea for a long, long time, and... Uh, Everybody says it's a cricket stand, a cricket game. Well, it is by name only. I mean, this is this is this is a football stadium, thirty weeks of the year, and a cricket stadium, you know, probably five days of the year. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be serious. There should be some AFL acknowledgement inside these grandstands of uh, AFL footy and. Barassa's name, I think, should be on one of the grandstands. Barassa is on the front page of the record, on the cover of the AFL record for preliminary final weekend. Farewell to a legend. And you can order, you can pre-order the AFL grand final record and the Premier's edition now. Head to aflrecord.com.au. The banners are out. Our participants for the preliminary finals about to follow the AFL Nation pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks.
You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Real Estate and Tyre Power. Big footy final sale. There's $786 million in prizes with the Monopoly game at Macca's. You could win one of two Isuzu MUX SUVs, an Oppo Find X5 smartphone and more. Download the MyMacca's app and play today.